Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all Feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Hey now all, it's the Spirit Doctor, Kelly Sparta, and you are listening to Spirit Sherpa, the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. And we are doing a really interesting episode today. We are talking about sex magic and the unintended consequences of it. And I want to introduce you to our guest. And just for the record, we will not be using her real name. I think you guys understand why. And so I want to welcome Bobby to the show. Welcome, Bobby. (laughs) Hi, Kelly. So good to be here. I'm so glad you said yes to this. Bobby reached out to me on a uh, an email and said, can you help me? <laughs> I did this thing and I need to understand. And I'm like, yeah, can we make it an episode? Because I think other people have done this thing and won't ask for help. <laughs> and she graciously agreed. So we're going to have the conversation here. So... How did so? How did you decide to do the magic in the first place? Let's start with that. What is it you were intending, and why did you choose this path for the for the intention setting? All right. Well, I wanted to manifest a new group. I run different groups, and I thought I I don't really do any spell work. I don't really do it. Like my kind of magic is usually. Um, writing little songs or charms or chants, you know, (laughs) and I sing them and they make me happy and tunes come to them. And, you know, Uh, and I've always kind of stayed away from any kind of actual spell work or anything because I have some deep seated fear about it. That's left over since I've never done it. (laughs) And, and I've been working on releasing all kinds of things about magic, uh, fear and, Whatever I found, I found a vow, and so anyway, then uh, I came across this book on chaos magic, and I was reading it, and 
I was thinking, I don't know, maybe I want to try this. And this sex magic seemed like the most fun. (laughs) 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 And, and it seems so simple. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Very simple. So, um, I had a good experience at the time. And, <laughs> and One so presumes I set, or else it wouldn't have worked. Right. Right. Yeah. right. <laughs> and so I set the intention that I want to form this group and I'd like, you know, six to eight women in it. And I want us to really expand our horizons and try new things and have it be a real positive growth experience, supportive and all that kind of stuff. So uh, that's what I focused on. And I cleared myself. I did all the things I thought would go in the right order. And I, so I cleared myself with some Palo Santo, um, you know, uh, sage, what am I saying? Um, smudge. Thank you. Smudging. And then, (laughs) (laughs) and then I called in my, um, angels and my spirit guides and any whole and clear ancestors. And then I, uh, went about my business. And then at the climax, I, I had a name for the group and I said the name and, and I was like, oh, that was kind of nice. And I said, thank you. And, and then I thought I was done. I was done. (laughs) And then the next morning I woke up and I had a, I had red spots on my breasts that I thought at first were just hives because sometimes I get hives. And then as the day progressed, I did at some point get hives and I took a Benadryl and these spots did not go away and they weren't itchy, but they were growing. So then I got a little freaked out. I went to the doctor and she said, Oh, I don't think it's anything serious. It's just whatever. We had the longest name it was super, sort of like super califragilistic expialidocious. <laughs> but she said she didn't think it was anything to um, really worry about. Okay. But they're there. And it kept growing and it was more on the left breast and when they're in a bra, closer to my heart. (laughs) So I was like, hmm. And uh, I didn't know what to do, which is when I reached out to you. And one of the things I did try was um, I did a meditation to release guilt. I thought, hmm, maybe I have some guilt about this. Like I didn't consciously feel any of these things. But anyway, I tried, I did release some guilt and I did have an amazing meditation and um, vision that came with that where it ended up with a padlock heart-shaped and I'm like well what am I supposed to do with that and I heard open the lock and then I got a key so I opened the lock and the lock opened and then nothing happened I'm like nothing's happening like open the doors (laughs) I didn't see any doors so it was a double door and I opened the doors and it was like blinding light, kind of what you're seeing right now when you're looking at me, blinding white light with tons of nature sounds, leaves and just spectacular. And I was like, oh, look, I'm, that sounds, that looks good. That looks positive or whatever. So it it has been getting a little better, but it's still, it is still there. Do I remember correctly? I've, I've been talking to a bunch of people. Did you have a dream too? Oh, yeah. It was a very bizarre dream. And uh, I was in an apartment with very strange people. They weren't my normal kind of people. And they were, they seemed kind of like drug addicts and uh, people who would steal things and vagrant kind of people. And uh, I was sleeping on the couch in my dream. And a guy came in who I had a romantic thing going on with. And 
he kind of, he didn't really slap me, but he vigorously, we'll say, put his hand down on the breast that has the most rash. So, (laughs) and then I woke up. I was happy to see him though. I wasn't bothered by what he did or anything. And he was a bad boy. So, you know, you know how that is. We always love the bad boys. Luckily, my husband's a very nice man. (laughs) But anyway, after I woke up, I heard that was cheesy. How could you do that? Debase yourself that way. We don't do lowly sex magic. We don't do that kind of magic. How could you wake up your magic that way? And did you identify the source of that? No, unless it's me chiding myself. But I was like, yeah, I don't it doesn't feel like it. It no, feels like you. it's a yeah. It feels like it's a um, a lineage thing. So, um, okay, is that everything? That is everything, except the only other thing I'll tell you is. I had told my husband that I had done a lot of clearing work about magic and I was thinking of trying some and my husband would never, I've never heard him say anything like this ever, but he, and I don't tell him that much about my spiritual antics, but he says, won't you bring demons into the house if you do that? And I was like, what? Like what? Like what? where did that even come from? <laughs> it was so bizarre because I, he never says anything like that. He doesn't believe in that. So it's just, so I'll just add that little tip. Every horror movie ever made around the Christian church. That's where it comes from. So they, they're very fond of associating witchcraft and demons. So now to be fair, there, there is an association, but it's not what people think. So uh, and, and now I'm going to have to say what that is because people are going, what? Yeah. So, <clears throat> um, There is an association, and the reason for that is that as you step into your power, demons are there to help you master your fear. And so as you step into your power, demons will show up because part of mastering your power is mastering your fear. And so they show up in service to that, not that they intend to be of service necessarily. They're just, they like to fuck with people, but, (laughs) but, you know, it's part of their purpose in the world. Right. And so, you know, uh, this is one of the reasons why I tell people before you start engaging your gifts, first learn how to manage your energy, protect yourself, you know, master yourself, Because once you become too visible on the energetic, that's when these things start showing up as part of your learning process. But if you haven't done the early preliminary steps, that can get very sticky. So your your husband's answer is both founded and based in, you know, horror shows. (laughs) So for for various and sundry reasons, right? So, okay. So there's a rich landscape here to explore. And so we're going to we're going to go as deep as you'll let me go with this because it's a lot of cool stuff. So um, tell me where you got the whole and clear for the language that you're using for for your ancestors. Oh, I worked with a magic coach and she taught me that having to do with when you reach out to your ancestors, you want the ones that are whole and clear, not the ones that are still working shit out. So Okay, so so your intention is that they are they are whole and well and that they are clear of any bullshit. Yes. Okay. All right. That's important for me to understand as we look at some of the stuff later on. So I just needed to understand what the definition was in your brain as you were saying it, because that that uh, identifies your intention. 
So my goal was working with the highest energy available. That's a different thing. If no one in your family line is whole or clear, and your intention is to work with the highest energy available, you're still going to get people who are blocked and not whole. Oh, well, we'll have to talk about that. Right? <laughs> magic, the, the, the magic, the, the intention, the words really fucking matter. Okay. You can say whole and clear, but if your intention is the highest energy available, you're going to get the highest energy available, even if it's not whole and clear. So when you ask for the highest energy available, you might not get it because you're no, only you'll getting- get the highest energy available in your, in your ancestral line. But if that's the highest energy, that's if you're, if the highest energy is like 50%, that's what you're getting. So you're getting what you're asking for. Your problem is what you're asking for. So uh, whole and clear would be fine. If you had said whole and clear, you would have been fine. But you asked. Well, I didn't for ask. I didn't actually ask for the highest available. I did say whole and clear. You said whole and clear, but you. But when I asked you what your intention was, you asked for the highest available, and it's the intention that matters. The words that come out of your mouth will be overridden by whatever your thoughts are. This is one of the reasons why we work so much on providing focus. Uh, when we work with people on on dealing with their awakening and doing the work, we're like, okay, you have to really get clear and be able to be completely focused on what you're doing and not have random stray thoughts because whatever random stray thoughts wander through your head are going to be in in your working. And that is just the nature of the beast. So, and and the lowest common denominator is what's what will win because, you know, that's... the the energy is limited, right? It's not because it defaults to low. It's because the energy can only go as high as the lowest thought. So that explains the comment at the end that that was cheesy and we don't do that kind of magic because that was your ancestors talking, okay? And they were neither whole nor clear, (laughs) which which is why you got the bullshit answer. Based on what you said here, it sounds to me like the ancestor that you tapped was a high magic practitioner, a ceremonial magic practitioner, who would not have approved of any of the magic that you do. (laughs) So don't take it personally, because it's not high magic, it's low magic, right? It's chaos magic. So, uh, and chaos magic is just as effective. Thank you very much, you stuck up prig, right? So... (laughs) (laughs) This is how this works, right? So this is, this is the thing. So I would, I would ignore that because it came from somebody who's, who's in their ego and being a a snotty prick, right? So we're just not going to worry about it. Um, Okay. So let's go back up to the first intention that you set, because this is an important piece for anybody who's leading others in a group dynamic. Rule number one Anytime you're starting a new program or you're doing a new thing, um, you know, a retreat, a, a ritual, a class, a program, anything, you are going to have to do the work first before you will be allowed to present it to others. <laughs> Tell me, say out loud again what you said when you set the intention for the program. I don't know if I remember. Well, do your best. You, we, we tend to be creatures of grooved habits. So if you were to do it today, you're probably going to do it the exact same way you did the last time. So just imagine if you were doing it today, what would be your intent? Okay. 
So I wanted a group where we would come together and be supportive and have work on, you know, work on whatever we want and expand our energy. That's all I really remember, like from a spiritual perspective, so people can manifest or grow or be on their path. Uh, first thing is, is the, is the language that you used. If you're leading the group, you cannot say we're going to come together in community because you're the leader. And by definition, the leader is not part of the community. They are the leader of the community. And as much as they may try to be in the community, they really aren't ever because they're separated by the nature of the fact of their role. I have found that to be true. So that's interesting. And so that's going to limit your magic because you said we and come together and be supportive and you're, you're leading the group. They're not there to support you. Right. So you, you need to be very careful in the way that you're languaging your intent. So I would actually suggest that you do it again, but do it in a way that identifies you as the leader of the group. Right. If you were coming together to do a red tent temple and that the, the rotation of the group is that you do it today and somebody else does it tomorrow and whatever, then you can do what you did because the, the group leader is a, is a fluid role. Right. But you're doing a paid group where people are coming in and paying to work with you. And therefore you are the leader and you are holding that container in which they feel supported. Right. So it's important that you language it in that way. Okay. And then, so you put yourself in the container with them. And then you said, we want to feel supported and to grow and to step into our power. Right. Okay. So what you have to recognize is that when you set that intention, all of those things are going to show up in your life immediately so that you can be cleared to facilitate the group. Okay. This is one of the challenges of doing this work. Yay. Happy joy. Happy joy. Happy joy. Happy joy. Right. And so when we, when we set these intentions, uh, these things show up. And so, you know, the thing that showed up for you is the red spots on your breast and the hives. Okay. I'm going to say the hives were a result of the magic too. Okay. Because they showed up same time. Right. You know, coincidences rarely exist, right? So that's why I reached out to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, the, the, there's a, the, the dream that you had with the drug addicts and the, you know, the thieves, drug addicts and the, and the playboy the, guy, the bad, bad boy, boy, the bad boy, you smacked your breast and all of that. Right. That feels more like a past life memory. It doesn't feel symbolic. It feels like a memory. And the rash feels like the energetics of that lifetime coming to the surface to be released. Think about the work that you do. And I, I, I'm not going to ask you to say what the work is that you do because that might more easily identify you. But um, think about the work that you do. And if you want to share it, if, if that's okay with you, then that's fine. But um, think about the work that you do and whether that seems to be associated with that life that you just got a, a an image of, a snapshot of. You know, um, so my work is about um, love and I do talk about magic, but no, it doesn't feel like my work is related to that at all, to that dream. Sometimes these things are a little less obvious. Okay. So I want to 
so as I sink into the dream, and I'm just going to feel into the energy of that dream for you, and I'm going to talk about it. I'm not, I'm not, I, I don't remember exactly what you do. So, but as I sink into the energy of that dream, what I get is a, you were riding the thrill of the bad boy and losing yourself in the process. Okay. And my sense is it is that losing yourself piece that relates to your current work. So, so the breast is typically known as a a space of nurturance, right? It's where we get food from our mothers. It's, it's just the place of nurturance. And so to have something associated with a dis-ease associated with the breast. So whether it's a rash or breast cancer or whatever we we're dealing with, right? Um, it is typically a lack of self-nurturance that is showing up. And since this is seems to be tied to this past life, that feels like that that's the association, right? Is that you were losing yourself to ride the high of where he was taking you, but it didn't, it put you in risky situations where you weren't always safe, where you weren't taking care of yourself, where you weren't being nurtured and that you were, you were addicted to him, right? You were addicted to him and the energy of him, right? And so does, does any of that associate with the work that you're doing? All I can think of is that a lot of people write to me about men who aren't giving them the kind of love they want. And I try to, if you'll excuse the pun, spell it out for them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the question is, is your, so sometimes these things are directing us in a direction, right? So if you get a lot of questions like that, and this dream comes up for you, and it's associated with the breast, which is nurturance, which can also be about, you know, feeding ourselves, right, which is money and and how we make money, then it may be, I don't know how your marketing is targeted, but is your marketing targeted towards people who aren't getting the love that they want? Yeah. Okay. So then I would lean into that more significantly because that seems to be associated with this, right? You know, he was the sun and you were Pluto orbiting him, right? And I'm not saying even Mercury or Venus because you weren't that close. He was the sun, right? And you just sort of followed along at his heels in this lifetime. And so, you know, that's the classic example of not getting the love that you want, that feels like it's the trigger that gets people to enroll in your stuff. And that's how you get those clients, right? Everything that happens after you do a working is relevant. For the next like three, four, five days, everything is relevant. Oh, I got a stomach ache. Oh, I stubbed my toe. Oh, I, you know, a friend called and told me this weird thing. You know, oh, I saw this thing on Facebook that reminded me of X, right? All of these things are relevant because you've opened yourself up to the spirit world and the spirit world is now talking back. Well, let me tell you another thing then. The rash developed on Friday and then it was Saturday and Sunday. Sunday, I decided to go look for a car and he had a white one, uh, the sales guy, but it was on hold. And he said, I'll call you tomorrow if it becomes available. I'm like, great. And then he called. And he said, okay, I've got a car for you. And I said, okay, I'll come Wednesday. And he had already given me a price and whatever. And when I went there Wednesday to purchase it, and he said, here's your car. I'm like, where? 
and he's showing me a silver car and I'm like, I want a white one. So I'm going to say that fits in here. And I, I got really upset and I'm like, no, I want a white car. And, you know, so they explain, you can't buy a car right now. It's really, really hard. So in the end on Friday, I did go back and buy the silver car, but, um, I was very unhappy because I said, you said you had it. He goes, I told you it was like the other one because there was a used one that was silver, but he wasn't communicating clearly. You know, he was 24 years old. So whatever, you know, so I decided to go for it anyway. But I think that's all related now that you're talking about now that you're telling me what you're saying. Well, and I, I agree since you had the vision of the bright white light. It wasn't silver. It was white. Right. Yeah. So it's that whole settling for less than what you want. And, and that put you in touch, that experience put you in touch with what they're feeling. With what? Who's you, feeling? With what your clients are feeling, with settling for less than what they want, right? So you can tap into that experience and those emotions to write your language for your copy. Well, interestingly enough, then what I did to settle for silver was I said, really, how bad is silver? Because it's still a light color that doesn't have black interior, whatever. And, you know, you might have to wait five months. Do you want to wait five months? How important is white? I reevaluated my criteria, which I also help people do. But in this case, you were reevaluating your criteria to help you settle. There's a balance. Yeah. There, and because I decided how bad is that settling? But there's a difference between what makes you true, truly joyous and what makes you, ha- what what is good enough, right? And so, you know, sometimes we choose between I'm miserable enough now without a car or with an old car that doesn't work well or whatever. The, the misery of now is worth sacrificing the perfection of fully joyous, right? But it's, you need to recognize internally that it's not a fully joyous choice. And with limited supply, sometimes we do that, right? We, we go out with the guy who is not the perfect choice, right? Or, you know, we, we settle on a few criteria going, oh, nobody's perfect, right? And, you know, that's true. But there are things that we need more than other things. And sometimes the things we sacrifice are the things that we really need. And that's when we, we are guaranteed to be unhappy. Well, I hope I'm not going to be unhappy with my car now for the next 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) Well, see, that's the beauty of it is you could sell that car and buy a different one any day now. If you if you wanted to, you could go looking for a white one and then sell it and, and or trade it for the white one. You know, you could do that. Nothing says you can't. Uh, what's really interesting, though, isn't you? I don't know what you're going to think about this, but I started to feel like the silver sparkly. That's there's a psychological term for that, uh, and it's making excuses. <laughs> well, no, it's it's a, a cycle. It's it's a oh god, I can't remember if the word is justification or validation, but it yeah, it's basically is once we've purchased something and it's ours, we find reasons to like it. And even if we didn't like it in the beginning, we find reasons to like it because not liking it makes us not like ourselves for making a bad decision. Yes, for making right? a bad decision, yes. Right. And okay. so the confirmation bias. Thank you. Um, thank you. I knew I'd get, come up with it. But the that happens in relationships too, right? Once you've bought the bad boyfriend, now you justify why to keep him, right? Or girlfriend. These are all things that happen. 
right? And so maybe these are things you need to be talking about in your in your conversation with your group. Um, and at the very least, it gave you the emotional context for exactly what they're dealing with, because it's probably been a while since you've dealt with it, right? So it, it's occasionally spirit gives us these things so that we can go, oh, right, that's what it feels like. Shit, that sucked. I don't want to do that anymore. That, that's got to suck for them. Okay, now I understand where they are. Let me just voice it for them because they often don't have a way to language what they're feeling, right? So that can be helpful. Okay, so that's that. Now, see, I told you I thought this was going to be a whole episode. Yeah. So- <laughs> you must be psychic. <laughs> oh, go figure. <laughs> okay so the um you know the white the blinding the heart-shaped padlock it clearly is the connection to your courses right it's you're opening the hearts you're unlocking unlocking their joy and their love and their connection and and you know the nature sounds is uh, is recognizing that it, to connect to another person, you also have to connect to the all that is, right? And the blinding white light is the, you know, the, the sense of crossing over to the, the, the light of union that we all connect to on the other side, right? All of these things and more. Yay. Okay. And why on the left breast as opposed to the right breast is because the left breast is about internal So the left side of the body is anything that's internal to ourselves and the right side of the body is anything that is external. It's, it's our interaction with the world, our active selves. And the left side is the, the internal self nurture and self love piece. Right. And so that's where that is. So, yeah. Okay. I feel like that's what I have for you on what you've handed me. Is there any other questions that you have? Well, to be honest with you, I don't really know that I want to continue playing with magic. <laughs> Why? You just got such cool stuff. <laughs> if learning to interpret it is is really the key, right? And now that you've interpreted it, I'm going to bet that those spots go away. Well, they have been fading too. Yeah. Um, if you pick up more of the message, they'll fade. Once I also release the guilt around it. Now you said you did a meditation to release guilt, but that you didn't feel any guilt. So what's true, the guilt that you're saying now or the guilt that you said you didn't see then? Well, after I got a rash, I felt like, Oh, you know, I felt like like it was a punishment. Yeah. That's when I felt the guilt. I didn't feel the guilt beforehand. I felt it after like, Oh, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Okay. What if, the rash isn't a punishment. What if it's actually an indication of release? Well, that would be different, right? Because that's what I, uh, that's what we had mentioned when we talked about it being a past life where he slapped you on the breast and it felt like it was the energy from that past life coming out of your body. And sometimes that releases toxins in your body, which allows things like this, you know, rashes and stuff are fairly innocuous, but they're, you know, they're indicators that a toxin is being released from the body, right? So, um, you know, that plus it's a, hey, we're not done talking to you yet, right? (laughs) Keep paying attention. 
you know, so, so each, each magical practitioner has their own way of communicating with spirit. And so, you know, your way of communicating with spirit, you, and this may have been set lifetimes ago for you. You may have something where you say, put a mark on my body. Don't make it uncomfortable, but put a mark on my body. That's obvious so that I know when it's that I'm still supposed to be listening. Right. And you may have made that part of your magical practice in, you know, many lifetimes ago. And, you know, it's not doing any damage. It's not hurting you. It's just like, it's just there. And you're like, oh, yep, still there. Okay, I better still be paying attention, right? So that may be the case. It may be something that you asked for, which again, is nothing to be ashamed of or to feel guilty about. It's just, you know, the way that that you ask spirit to talk to you. Right. Well, I guess how I feel about it is, this brought up fear again. So here I thought, all right, I've been let, you know, I've been releasing the fear of magic and doing all, you know, like, cause I had a, a past life where I had my head chopped off. We were definitely doing high magic, some big ceremony and, um, in medieval, uh, Italy. And, you know, there was the Spanish inquisition and then there was your average witch burning and whatever. So, you know. <laughs> I I, I have paid. So, uh, and, and when I saw my head get chopped off, that what I heard was, that's what happens when you play with power. So I, um, so you could see, I might have a little reticence about (laughs) playing with magic. And uh, so this, this makes me nervous about maybe you could just leave it alone. You've lived this much of your life without it. What do you need that for? Okay, so you know, imagine putting it away and tell me how your body feels. Huh. It did kind of crush in. <laughs> yeah, I would guess it did a little more than crush in. I would bet it felt a little like your soul dying. Oh, don't make me have to be brave. I, you don't have to do anything. You really don't. I'm no, not I know. To do anything. You I know. know of I'm, I'm just. I'm just reflecting that that once you find magic, putting it away is. It 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 takes a piece of your soul to put it away because it it's a limitation because it lives in a piece of your soul and for you to put it away you literally have to excise that piece of your soul and leave it behind with the magic and it diminishes you so nobody ever remembers this scene from the Lord of the Rings um, the the I think it's the Two Towers uh, I I don't remember but it's the scene where uh, Frodo brings the the One Ring to Galadriel the the elf queen and uh he says here you keep it for me and she, he puts it in her hands and she goes oh she get, becomes this huge fearful creature right and you know it's all will love and dis all will love me and despair right and and she releases the one ring back and she is visibly smaller than when she started And she says, and now I will diminish and go to the West. And when you go to the West in mythology, you die, right? Which in elf world is, you know, they're immortal. So that's huge, right? And so um, she had to put, she had to take a piece of herself out and put it down with the ring to not take the ring and do all the stuff with it. And, you know, people are going to be going, well, but she would have been horrible. It's like, well, maybe, maybe she would have been horrible or maybe she could have mastered herself. And this is one of those pieces that I talk to people about is that if you're going to do any significant magic, you need to learn to master yourself or else shit like that happens. Right. 
because you get hold of something super powerful or something that gives you access to all of your power. And because you haven't cleared all of your crap, all your crap comes up and you do your magic through your crap, which creates pain and hate and discontent. Right. And so, but the movie actually shows taking away that piece of magic and putting it down and what, what happens. And that's a realistic perspective of what happens. Cause I've seen a couple of people in my life do that and they become less, right? Because they've, they've literally excised a piece of their soul to do it. So I'm going to say that I think your, your fear is actually twofold. One is you are afraid of not magic, but your own power because You've got a lot of anger around having been killed for your gifts, not to mention all the shit that happened in this life, right? And if you get angry and you give yourself all that power, you may lay waste to the world, right? That's the fear. And then the second piece is you may be killed for your gifts again. And that one's a very simple one. Nobody gets out of this life alive. You're going to die somehow. So the question is, are you going to die for what you believe in? Or are you going to just die of, you know, random death of whatever, right? And there's no guarantee that that will happen. In fact, it's highly unlikely in today's world that that will happen. Although with the way this country is going, who knows? But, but yeah, you get my point, right? There's, it, it's much less likely. And if it does, it's unlikely it's going to be chopping your head off or burning you at the stake. So you don't have to have those experiences again, right? It's more likely, you know, a gun or, you know, something else, but not those things. Those things are no longer actively practiced, right? So sometimes it just takes face in the fear and going, gotta die somehow, right? (laughs) 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 All right, good to know. (laughs) We, We are so averse to looking at our own mortality in this country. It's terrifying. But we all die. So you know, gotta die somehow, right? That's the key. So I, when you consider giving up magic, consider the alternative and decide which one feels more painful. You know, yes, it's challenging to step into your power, but it's all, but it's not nearly. So would you rather be challenged and scared on a regular basis? Or would you rather live a life of existing rather than living. That's really what it comes down to, right? Because that's, those are the, those are the two options. Once you've found magic, you know, up until you find magic, you will exist instead of live and not know that you are doing it. It's, you just, you don't know that you're doing it. You're not conscious of it. And not to say that people haven't found magic don't live. I mean, you know, people do, but they, they tend to do it by risk taking in other ways. It's the risks in life that make life worth living. When you live a safe life, you you tend to exist rather than live. Well, I've jumped off a cliff many times. <laughs> so clearly that's in your nature. <laughs> yeah. right? You know, like leaving a corporate job and having absolutely nothing in mind. So, I, you know, and it, it happened more than once. So... Yeah, I have done that. I guess it makes me think that then I would really, I feel like I don't know how, like when you started explaining all of that, well, you thought this and you said this and you got to be careful of your words and, you know, this meant this. And I was like, crap, you know, like uh, more unconscious than I thought I was. 
Well, and that's always true. I mean, I, if I told you all the things I'd fucked up in my life and doing magic, you'd, you'd laugh your ass off. <laughs> I actually have, and I recently found it. I think it's in that pile over there because um, I'm digging through all my papers for my move. But um, I recently found the list that I wrote for my perfect man, you know, the guy that I was calling to me uh, 20 year, 22 years ago. And, um, and it had all these great things. But one of the things it said was on the same spiritual path as I was or a parallel one. Parallel paths never cross, right? <laughs> and and I said, um, I didn't say anything about common goals. <laughs> and so what I drew to me was the perfect man uh, who was a uh, Republican who wanted to, who was a Catholic Republican who wanted to get married and have kids and was running for political office. <laughs> Which could not be, we were fish and a bird, right? <laughs> it's like, where will we make a home? And I looked at him when he asked me out and he, he gave me his, his, uh, his email address. It was his first name at his, his last name dot org. And I was like, so I had to go look it up and I'm like, oh crap, are you currently running for office? Because, you know, he asked me out in a random location, right? And, and he said, not right now. Why? I said, because I am a political campaign manager's worst nightmare or greatest wet dream, depending on which side they're on. You know, <laughs> I said, I don't want to be the person responsible for you not getting what you want. And so I just need to tell you up front that my skeletons live on my front porch. They are not hidden in my closets. <laughs> so they're not hard to find. And he's like, Ooh, I really have to have a date now. <laughs> so it's just like, okay, all right. As long as you're good with it, I just needed you to know. Right. But, but you know, that that's what I got from that magical working. <laughs> and I didn't do another one for ever, actually. Well, no, I did. I did do one. I did. And I used a song and it, backfired too because the song was not complete and it wasn't as empowered as it needed to be so i was just like oh, screw this <laughs> like i'm just gonna be who i am and if the right person shows up they do and i'm done you know i, I just yeah it's, it's interesting because that 22 years ago was when i actually married my husband so just coincidentally but i did write many songs to bring him in <laughs> but yeah, i don't so I have written a song that's what i didn't do so if you're using a song in the general populace, you get everything that's attached to it, that's ever been attached to it in the morphic field of the song. And that's just not, that's a whole lot of confusion and ick. So, uh, but yeah, I, I would, I would say, you know, you just need to get clear on it because what it feels like is you're looking for an excuse to not give yourself permission. Yeah. I thought put the book in the goodwill bag and move on. <laughs> You don't you don't need that trouble. But you get a different kind of trouble without it. Oh, you still get trouble? Oh, we all get trouble. I mean, did you have trouble before you found magic? Yeah. Well, then, you know, doesn't mean the trouble goes away. It's just a different kind of trouble. Trouble is what makes life interesting. Do I need to consciously create trouble? <laughs> that's what it feels like. Consciously creating trouble. I would say that's actually valid. And well, but but hear me out. Because trouble comes whether we intend it or not. With magic, we get to intentionally create the trouble that will bring us the most growth and the most joy. Otherwise, we get whatever our subconscious mind and limiting beliefs create for us. I never would have thought of it that way. 
And I think that's a good place to end the episode. We'll call that the Kellyism for the episode. <laughs> there you go. It's, it's okay. a good one, Kelly. Thank you. And thank you so much for helping me uh, peel this apart. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you for agreeing to do it on the podcast because a lot of people are going to benefit from it now. So I appreciate you being willing to, to be out here. Um, and uh, I am actually... I've been sitting with the idea of doing something like this in a group environment. Um, and so this isn't me saying, Hey, I'm doing it. This is me saying, Hey, would you be interested? And uh, if, if you are interested in having something like this, where you could be in Bobby's shoes and uh, you know, we wouldn't be obviously doing a podcast episode on it. We would be doing it in a, in a group coaching environment. But uh, if it's something that interests you and you would be interested in doing uh, drop me a line and let me know, because you know, it's helpful for me to know what you guys want. Uh, and you can reach me at Kelly at Kelly And again, you guys know my name is K E L L E. So uh, I would love to hear from you on it. And in the meantime, if you liked this episode and you can think of somebody who would benefit from it, please share it with them. That's how you say thank you for the episodes is by sharing it with your friends and helping us grow the podcast. And uh, that's it for this week. And so please join me next week as I add another episode into your guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Kelly Sparta here with Bobby, not her name. And this has been Spirit Sherpa. So long, everyone. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon. Within my car, I'm all alone. But feeling good and feeling strong. Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself. I'm driving. Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing, but you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space. And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half, guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.